Why, hello there, my friend, and welcome to a brand new episode of the Wedding Planning Podcast. I will go out on a limb and assume that if you're here listening today, you are engaged and in some way, shape, or form, you're putting together plans for your upcoming wedding celebration. And that also probably means that you're likely very familiar with wedding decision fatigue. We get to a point where there are so many overwhelming options in front of us that it's literally impossible to decide which one makes the best sense for you. And then, of course, you get these swirling doubts in your head. What if we choose the wrong one? What if there's a better option out there that we're not seeing? What if we're being ripped off? What if we don't even need this product or service at all? But this is all for better or worse, (laughs) this is what wedding planning really forces us to do, to make a million small and huge decisions over the course of our engagement, hopefully resulting in a magical wedding day that you're relaxed and fully present to enjoy. The problem is that most couples slog through their engagement, making those million overwhelming decisions from a place of doubt, guesswork, and fatigue. By the final month and weeks before the wedding day gets around, some couples are so exhausted that the wedding they worked so hard to plan comes and goes in a complete blur. I've seen thousands of weddings unfold over 11 years in the wedding industry, and all of this together in some has given me the priceless gift of hindsight. In wedding planning, hindsight is literally a superpower. So I've packaged mine up to share with you in all new wedding strategy calls. These are personalized one-on-one calls that are available to book right now when you visit wedpodcast.com. You can take advantage of monthly subscription pricing, or you can simply book one call to jump on with me and clarify a few specific questions. It's totally up to you. That website again is wedpodcast.com. And with that, I have a collection of your wedding planning questions that I'd love to run through here today. And these are inspired by the strategy calls that I've had with you over the past couple of weeks. And all of the questions we're going to go over today speak to some really universal wedding planning challenges that come up for all of us. Beginning with, here's the question I'm going to summarize. Conversations with my fiance have been really frustrating recently. We can't seem to agree on anything regarding our budget, guests, or priorities. What are some ways that we can get back on the same page and embrace compromise? This question comes packed with a lot of really important issues that aren't always fun to talk about, but I'm going to go ahead and put on my counselor coaching hat and let's walk through the issues here one by one. So here we go. I have personally been married for 13 years and I regularly find myself in situations with my husband where I feel like we still, even 13 years later, that's a long time, we still don't always um, acknowledge or respect one another's communication styles and preferences. So for example, I'm going to walk you through 
our morning in our household. I wake up earlier than he does and I get my coffee and I essentially start my workday by going through emails and any really top priority issues that need my immediate attention. So I'm usually on email number four, number five, number six and putting out maybe a fire or two when he comes out of bed into the kitchen area and he wants to talk about who's picking up the kids from where and at what time and what should we have for dinner tonight. (laughs) And this is always super jarring to me because I'm in such a different headspace when he comes in in the morning. And it's really hard for me to shift gears from work to family at 630 in the morning. However, fast forward into the day and come lunchtime, Now I'm ready to talk about grocery lists, dinner plans, weekend plans, vacation plans coming up in the next six months, and my dear husband is in the middle of his school day. He's a high school teacher, and he's probably secretly cursing at my texts that come rapid fire in sets of 10, starting right about noon. And yes, I do have a point here in this personal story detour, and the point is that we all have very different ways, styles, and optimal times that we communicate best about certain topics. And back to your specific question, you're feeling frustration around discussing your wedding budget, your guest list, and your priorities, and I wonder given that story I just shared, I wonder if you're always choosing the best time for both of you to be discussing wedding stuff in the first place. So in my experience, the best way to set yourselves up for success in talking about wedding stuff or literally anything else in life is to choose a time that's good for both of you when you're feeling relatively relaxed and free from other distractions. And I know, please trust me, I know that that's easier said than done in the chaos of everyday life, but it's so important to recognize that there are more optimal conditions than others when it comes time to discuss important stuff with your partner. And again, I'm still learning this after being married for 13 years. (laughs) Simply being aware of it is just the first really important step in the overall grand scheme of things. So with all that said, that was a very long-winded response to the first part of your question. And to recap, I'm just going to say you've got to do yourselves a favor and choose a mutually agreed upon optimal time to discuss the wedding, period. I think that will go a long way in mitigating the frustration that you're both feeling. And I only technically have your side of the story in your question, but I'm willing to bet that your partner, I bet that they're experiencing a lot of the same frustration that you are. In terms of getting back on the same page and embracing a spirit of compromise, look, this wedding is for both of you. And just like I said a second ago, if you're sensing a lack of compromise on your partner's side, I can pretty much guarantee you that they are feeling the exact same way. So stepping outside of yourself and deliberately seeing the situation from their point of view, that can be a really transformative way to clear the fog and to begin to smooth things over. 
So if you're on one side thinking he's being so unrealistic and thinking that his cousin can run a playlist on a boombox for the reception, and meanwhile, he's in his corner saying she is so damn fixated on hiring a limo bus that she's not realizing that we don't have the budget to do that and to hire a professional DJ. So I thought my cousin being in charge of the music would be a great way to solve the problem. See, we both of you have your own side to the story. And to get around to appreciating both sides of the story, you need to be willing to step outside of your situation and see it from the other side and your partner's point of view. And then to wrap this whole point up, there are always going to be things that matter to you and not to your partner and vice versa. There is absolutely no fantasy world where two people see perfectly eye to eye on all of their priorities and never have to compromise. That doesn't exist. In my own life experience up to this point, compromising gracefully is an essential part of any healthy, loving relationship, whether that's with your partner, with a friend, with a family member, what goes around comes around, love thy neighbor, do unto others, right? This is all speaking to the same point. And lastly, what you're experiencing is a completely normal part of being engaged and planning a wedding. It's hard. It's confusing. It's frustrating. It's fun. It's so fun. And you have so much to look forward to. And I know that these are really frustrating topics and conversations, but it's also a very natural part of the ongoing process of getting to know someone and getting comfortable with the best ways to take care of and to love one another. And this is going to be a never ending and a constantly evolving journey. And I am so excited for all the amazing things that you have in store. Okay, next question, moving on and completely switching gears, hiring a day of coordinator, what should we be looking for? You should be looking for someone who has proven experience, great past client reviews, and who you get along with and vibe with well. Getting a recommendation for a coordinator from your venue or any other vendors who you've already committed to working with is always a great place to start. Oftentimes, photographers, caterers, venue staff, they all work very closely together. And having a team of people who already know one another is a great benefit. But with all that said, not to forget what I think is the very most important quality, and that is that you like and trust anyone who you hire. And that goes for not just a day of coordinator, but any and all wedding vendors. Coming up after a quick break, I have more of your wedding questions to share, including tips for do-it-yourself style flowers, hiring a hair and makeup artist, price ranges for photography, is videography actually necessary, and so much more. I'll be back in just a minute. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 
Coordinating suit and tuxedo looks for your fiance and wedding party can be really overwhelming. That's why Generation Tux makes it simple, fun, and convenient with online suit and tux rentals that allow you to do everything online from the comfort of your own home. Generation Tux specializes in online suit and tuxedo rentals with high-quality men's formal wear rentals starting at $99 and award-winning customer service. I love their easy online fitting option. With their patented e-tailer algorithm, they have a groomsman management system to make sure they're fitted and order their looks. You can try Generation Tux for yourself by visiting generationtux.com. Build your head-to-toe looks, get free swatches, a free home try-on, and manage your entire wedding party online. That's G-E-N-E-R-A-T-I-O-N-T-U-X dot com. Susan's Travel Services is so excited to partner with you to plan your honeymoon, destination wedding, or maybe even your bachelor or bachelorette party. Susan and her team have been planning dream vacations for 27 years, and they are truly the best in the business for start-to-finish planning services. Travel and new experiences are incredibly special to me, and Susan and her team have helped me plan some unforgettable vacations, including a bachelorette party in Cabo and a family anniversary celebration in Cancun. They meticulously researched the best all-inclusive options for us based on some very specific priorities and the professional assistance in choosing location, resort, activities, and transportation was absolutely priceless. Susan has been in the travel business for 27 years and she personally travels to her recommended destinations all the time. So she has firsthand on the ground experience with all the amazing resorts, excursions, and services that she recommends. From all-inclusive resorts in Mexico and the Caribbean, overwater bungalows in the Maldives, or that African safari that you've always dreamed of, save yourself hours of research and guesswork and let Susan and her team find you the best options for a -a once-in-a-lifetime vacation. Reach out to Susan and her team today by emailing info at susanstravelservices.com and be sure to let her know that I sent you and get $50 off your final booking or $200 off your destination wedding. Her email one more time is info at susanstravelservices.com. Okay, welcome back and let's pick it up with some DIY style flower recommendations. This is from a couple who shares that flowers are not an item that's terribly high on either of our priority list. What are some of your top tips for doing our own flowers? Do-it-yourself flowers is a huge topic that I am way overdue on committing a full episode to, and this is such a fun topic that I could easily talk about for an hour without pausing for breath. I feel so passionately that flowers are a really easy do-it-yourself project that's absolutely worth some pre-planning, some of your time, and some of your effort. Arranging your own flowers, making bouquets and boutonnieres, table runners, archway decor, these are all amazing opportunities to really personalize your decorations, to save a ton of money, 
and to accomplish a really fun and creative project with your closest friends and family if that's something that sounds fun to you. In terms of my top tips and advice, I'm going to nutshell this. You're going to want to be very realistic about your specific wedding scenario, mainly with respect to your venue, your wedding size, and the volume of flowers that you are looking to supply. Okay, and after being realistic about your wedding flower scenario and exactly what you're working with, you're going to need to keep it simple. I know this is a very simplified answer, so to speak, and it's a very robust and a very fun topic that could lend itself to endless conversation. I'm not going to run through a bunch of hypotheticals here because every wedding situation is so unique and very, very different. So in my smallest, tiniest nutshell, that is truly the essence of how to make any do-it-yourself flower setup a success. Okay, in this next question slash more of a scenario, really, the couple had very specific questions about hair and makeup artists, photographer and videographer and florist, hiring, pricing, and best practices. That's a lot. So for the benefit of you listening, let's take this as a general question about best practices for hiring your vendors. And I have a wonderful resource to point you to. You'll find a complete show dated May 4th of 2022. So almost exactly a year ago, if you're listening to this live. And that show is titled Insider Guide to Researching and Hiring Your Vendors. That episode in 20 minutes or so is going to give you all the info that you need to find the best product at the best price and from the vendor who you most naturally click with. That conversation is full of priceless wedding industry insights so that you have a really deep understanding of the wedding vendor landscape and all the things that go into package pricing, seasonal discounts, advertising expenses, and so, so, so much more. So be sure to have a listen if hiring your vendors is top of mind right now. And if you, quick note here, if you're listening to this episode in the future, we are live in May of 2023. That hiring vendors episode from 2022 may have been archived. Archive shows are always available inside my digital planning package. And for more information on how to access that entire catalog, you can visit wedpodcast.com. All right, next question. I'd like some help evaluating the pros and cons of venues with more or less DIY. My fiance's parents own a horse ranch that we could use, but they haven't hosted a wedding there before. All right, this question, I love it. Uh, but it does encompass a humongous topic and a really common pitfall that couples fall into as they're in the wedding vision creation phase of their planning. Longtime listeners, if you've listened to the podcast for a while now, you might remember an episode titled When Trying to Save Money Backfires. And that phrase is literally the first thing that comes to mind when I read this question about hosting at a very DIY style ranch. My first step and my first 
part of the thought process in answering this question would be, are you eyeing the horse ranch as a way to potentially save money? Or are you eyeing the horse ranch because you actually love the property and celebrating your wedding there would hold a ton of emotional and sentimental value? Okay, so think that over and depending on the answer that you come up to, we can go two very different paths from there. So if you're thinking about this venue as a way to potentially save money and you're seeing it as a quote free venue, then you're going to need to have an excruciatingly realistic look at everything you're going to need to do rent, buy, and set up to make that blank space usable. And then on the flip side of that, if you are doing it more for sentimental reasons, then there are endless ways that we can approach transforming the space into a magical wedding experience for you and your guests. This is a perfect scenario of a very specific question with really big stakes that I reviewed in a strategy call with a listener. And after asking a couple of questions to get down to the essence of what it is that her and her partner were really trying to accomplish, it ended up saving countless hours of time and effort and energy in running in circles and chasing this quote free venue. Okay, and then second to last question for today, catering. So we're looking at full service versus staffed buffet versus unstaffed catering and what considerations should we be thinking about. So here with catering, I would primarily look at your venue space, your celebration format, your budget, and your overall wedding vision to guide your next steps. Sometimes we tend to ask the question before we even consider what we actually want. So don't forget that this is your celebration. So if you envision food trucks catering your reception, then zero in on that and pursue it and scratch the more traditional wedding catering options right from the beginning. So To summarize that in a very different way, it's important to know your wedding vision before you start to go into very specific questions about catering setup. If you can walk through your vision and your imagination, that's going to give you all the information you need in terms of which route do we pursue from here. And chances are, again, I'm being a little cryptic, I feel like, This came from a real conversation with a listener, and once she slowed down and talked through what she really envisioned happening, it marked, it like scratched off three out of four options from the list right off the bat. And then to round off our Q&A for today, is a videographer really worth it? And then a very similar question, do you have any alternate ways that we can capture video without investing thousands of dollars in professionals? So to give a very direct answer to the first part of the question, which is, is videography really worth it? Um, For me personally, I do not think a professional videographer is worth four, five, eight thousand dollars. 
But however, this is coming from someone who had a wedding budget of less than $20,000. Me. (laughs) If budget is not an issue, and you really, really, really want video of your day, then yes, I think hiring someone makes perfect sense. And I'll leave it up to you to determine your budget and to determine what is reasonable for you to invest in that. And then start your search based on our hiring vendors formula that I touched on earlier in the show. And again, that full episode on hiring your vendors and best practices is dated May 4th of 2022. There are also lots of very easy ways to capture video of your day that are completely free. Yes, I said free, free videography, and it will require some time from either you or a set of designated friends and family. But the cell phones that we all carry around 24-7 in our pocket, those little machines have incredibly advanced video capability. So you can pre-plan this out, set up a few tripods, recruit a group of people and delegate them to capture video throughout the wedding celebration. And then all you need to do from there is create a system where you can retrieve and organize all of those videos, get yourself some editing software, and you can literally make a wedding video for zero dollars. There are also lots of other creative ways that you can seek out video that don't require hours of your time or thousands of your dollars. So this is where we think outside the box a little bit and consider hiring a student, a teenager who's super into YouTube and really familiar with video, or even vendors who are new to the wedding space and are willing to build their portfolios and to gather great client testimonials in exchange for a reduced price tag. There are so, so, so many options out there, and sometimes we just need to be reminded to be creative, to stay curious, and not to be afraid to break outside the traditional lines of the wedding planning formula as you put the pieces in place for your perfect wedding celebration. I hope you found today's Q&A inspiring and for specific answers to your wedding questions, concerns, or curiosities, you can always visit wedpodcast.com, book a wedding strategy call so we can talk through your options and get you pointed down the best path. For more info, again, that website is wedpodcast.com and I will meet you again here next week, same time, same place.